Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 34 of my podcast, Straight White Whale. Before we get into the absolute madness of this, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor. My sponsor is Mr. Junk. All the information will be up on the screen and it will be in the link of Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mr. Junk is a rubbish and waste removal business. So see if you've not got a car. If you can't be asked on to the skip, if Glasgow City Council are not very good, give Mr. Junk a phone and he'll turn up. He'll give you a quote, he'll take your rubbish away. That's for you, family members, elderly neighbours, phone them, he'll sort you out. I know Ross, Ross is a good guy. I've said many times on the podcast, I only get people um, that I trust, so he's a trusted, reliable source. So if you need them, get in touch. Thank you very much, Ross, for sponsoring the podcast. It means a lot, mate. If anybody else runs a business and would maybe like to sponsor the podcast down the line, then get in touch. Paul just dropped his phone there. Um, also, I'm going to just say this quickly. Thank you so much to everybody that likes and reviews the podcast. If you're a, a regular listener to this podcast and you've no reviewed it, chuck it a wee five-star review on Spotify. It's keeping me and Paul alive, so thank you very much. Let's get back into the, the madness. Um, I'm just going to take a wee tan of my monster. How many years do you think came off your life every swig a monster? Um, <laughs> hopefully lots. <laughs> if that's the case, I would have seven cans of monster on the table right now. My neck is still fucked for a couple of weeks ago. Right, mate. Right, we've got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, let's go through it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And have some fun as well. Um, I always like to say 
How how are you, Paul? And how's your week been? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I booked up to go to Gran Canaria. Oh, a, week, a week on Monday. A week on Monday? I did it all last minute. Can't be bored with that waiting push. Amazing, mate. Um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. With your girlfriend? Yes. Awesome. How long for? Um, we go on a Monday. Ten days. Ten days. So I uh, we come back on like the Wednesday yes. the next week. Well, mate, you work hard. You deserve a holiday. So good on you. Absolutely, mate. You're going to just go eat what you want, drink what you want? I am definitely going to eat what I want. But I don't know about the old uh, drinking. Yes. Um, I'd have fucked it, mate. Maybe that might be a new experience, a wee holiday and no really drinking. I've done a holiday sober before. Aye? Mm-hmm. Went to Spain um, 20... When did I start going to be Sean? 2016. I went to Spain 2015 for a long weekend. It was hard. I did it. Good, mate. Just went, fuck it, I'm not drinking, man. Because I want to get... I'm going on holiday, like you said, I work hard, right? So I'm going on holiday to relax. Sorry about that. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and when you drink, man, you, you don't get to rest, do you? No. Just fucks you up. I'd end up doing that thing that I used to do when I was younger. I'd need a holiday when I came home for the holiday. So I, I'm definitely going to get some pool, you know, hang about by the pool, get some sunshine, get some rest, eat some food, but... I'm not going to go fucking tonto. Good, mate. A real holiday. Mm-hmm. You're looking well, by the way. Am I? Have you been doing something? Have you been training harder? Or? Um, I, I don't know. No, not really. I, I've slept well this week. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of sleep. Um, I think that when you when I booked that holiday, when we did it on Monday, something in my brain was like, right, we're on holiday now. Yeah. And I'm like waking up every day towing a caravan. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm waking up pure, oh man, I just want to sleep. But it's, I think my mind's just went into that sort of holiday mode. But yesterday was like my last full-on day. The right, like, I've got this today, then next week there's like bits and pieces in the calendar, but I'm not adding too much in. Yeah. Cunts are fucking trying, like every day pure. Can I get in? I'm just like, no, you fucking can't. Can we do a Zoom call when you and your bird are on holiday in the pool? Like, uh, mate, nah. I actually sent somebody that comes in here regularly for podcast the dates. So I was like, I'm away from the 11th until the 27th of July. Mm-hmm. And then they text me two days later, went, can I book in for the 16th? I was like, do you think I fly out on the 11th and then fly back? And then I'm here until the 25th. And then I'm, they are the two days that I'm away. And they were like, oh shit, sorry. Didn't think about that. Uh, it's all right. Well, I'll get you when I come back. Maybe. And you're like, fuck off your prick. What a fanny. Threatening you. You need to understand that people need to fucking rest as well. Aye, for sure, mate. For sure. But anyway, that's me. I've had good. a good week. I'm looking forward to my holiday. Um, I think probably when we record this time next week, that'll be the last thing I do. I've got to transmit on the Saturday and then I go to Spain. I go to Gran Canaria on the Monday. Amazing, mate. Do you want me to live in here for 10 days? Become the studio goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that sounds amazing, mate. Good on you. Um, so there might be a wee break in my podcast then for a week. So that's sometimes life happens and people need rest. So we will be back uh, whenever. I'll post updates about all that stuff as I, as I uh, remember. Because I think I'm dyslexic and I forget shit. I'm the type of cunt that will be your five days in your holiday and I'm like, mate, I'm in the, I'm at the studio door. Uh, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm in I'm in Spain, <laughs> so uh, maybe. Is there any chance that you could just pop back and just do the pod and then pop back? <laughs> like, I need bother me. Aye. So aye, there'll be a wee break, but that's cool. A break for myself as well. Hundred percent. Summer holiday, mate. Yes. Um. Also, before we get into the podcast, there's a few things I want to tell my punters about this tour situation. Right. It's all about honesty. Fuck it. I made some major announcements today. Um. I'll just be honest with you, right? I won't name names. The previous promoter that I was working with was an absolute arsehole, right? Unprofessional arsehole, and he's been ditched. So that's the situation. I've handed it over to the people at the Scottish Comedy Agency. Um, they've been about for about 20 years. They're good people. I've known them since I've done my first gig when I was 18 years old. So they've took over. Um, they're saving the tour. And, you know... It might seem a wee bit stressful now, but unfortunately some dates have been cancelled. But that was my decision. It's because a complete lack of communication between me to promoter. No, sorry, to promoter to me to venue. So we're better off just cutting ties. Paisley, Oban and uh, Livingston has been cancelled. So if you've bought a ticket for that, you will get a full refund, including booking fee. Now, we're in the process of sorting this out. It might be Monday, it might be next week, but I guarantee you, you'll get a refund. You can maybe inquire about getting a refund yourself, but trust me, you'll get a refund. And then the Oren Moore gig, we've moved it from the 1st of October to the 26th of November. So... Again, I know that I've sold quite a lot of tickets for that. We're having a situation with a C tickets link. The new people are dealing with it. You will get a refund. If anybody's got any questions, just get in touch with me. A lot of people have reached out so far. And I just want to thank everybody for just being so understanding and so so nice about it. A lot of people have told me that they're coming to the 26th of November. So you will get a refund and the show goes ahead there was just some details that we had to sort out like you know contracts mm -hmm. and posters Aye. and actual promotion of the gigs you know yeah and um a very fair split as well finding out that the split between venues and stuff that was so shambolic that i probably wasn't going to get paid if the shows were going to go ahead so how did you find that out through my new promote your new new agent yep wow so it's been a stressful experience but it's also been easily fixed and right. it will get sorted and you know it will improve the tour um the fat's just getting cut off and it's just going to be a lovely wee tour um, and and more have been so lovely and so understanding um that I'm, I'm very grateful that the show's going ahead and I'll probably be doing my Glasgow Comedy Festival show uh, next year at the in March. At the Oran Moor? Yeah. Wow. So I've got a good relationship with them. And also, I mean, I don't know if this is boring chat. This is no boring chat, is that's it? That's a fuck. I, I'll get you to follow my, my, my shows as well, if that's cool. That means people will know who I am. Yes. I'll be like, get away from him, he's mine. 
actually, you should wear a fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> what, the stick? <laughs> Glasgow, the Scottish podcast version of the stick. Aye. Or I should just get like, what, do you remember the, who was it that did this, the Coors? It was like a parody <laughs> and they put Jim in and Jim Core, like the band. You know the Coors? Yeah, yeah. Is it the Coors? I call them the Coors. The Coors, right. They put him in a paper bag. I can't remember if that was like Bo Selector or whoever, but they did a parody of the the cause and Jim had a paper bag and he said, I could turn up to the gig on the camera with a paper bag. Hi, <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> I tell you another thing, mate, I'm doing a night at the Stand Comedy Club on Sunday the 24th of July. I've not really spoke about it much because obviously I'm dealing with all this shit, mm-hmm. but I would like you to film that, mate, if, if Aye, you're mate. up for it. Aye. There's posters kicking about the stand for that. I've seen them when I was there yes. the other week. Um, Raymond Mearns is going to be closing. I've got Susan McCabe uh, opening. Wow. Ra- Rachel Jackson is doing a set. Oh, superb, mate. What uh, a lineup, man. Have you ever heard of a guy called Mikey Motion? Aye, mate, aye. He's doing a wee Birdie set. boy. Yes, that's him. <laughs> it's absolutely roasting in here. It's absolutely roasting in here. That's a belter impression. <laughs> and uh, there's going to be more acts confirmed. Uh, I'm just kind of getting the structure of the lineup. That's uh, some lineup already, mate. Yeah, it's a good lineup. Mikey's. Like a proper, well, so I hear because I've not seen his stuff other than I've seen him do Bergie Boy. Um, he's supposed to be like a proper good up and comer, aye. And I don't think he's done many gigs at the stand because he's new, right? So I want to give a chance to people like Mikey because right. he deserves it. He loves stand up comedy, he's a good guy, he's a good cunt man. So, oh, he definitely is. I've met him a couple of times, mate. Aye. So, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, check out Mikey Motion. He is a very, very funny guy. He runs a night at the Vibe Room, support live Scottish comedy. So, I am looking forward to that, mate. That night will probably sell out nearer the time. It's just way all this shit flying about. I've, I've been uh, distracted. But I, and I'll be hosting it. I'll be the compere. I'm the host. So, superb. So, when's that? Like, Three weeks on Sunday. Yeah. So there we go. A wee Sunday night. Eight quid a ticket. That's all right. I think that's... Aye, mate. Let me have a wee look at that. Let me get that in the fucking calendar. When's the date? Sunday the 24th of July. Right, okay. Superb, mate. So there we go. Love it. Good times, eh? Looking forward to it, mate. Thank you. So, ma, actually, I've not done comparing many. I've I've been doing stand up for about fourteen years, mm-hmm. and I've probably compared four times. Right. So, the last time I compared a night at the stand, it went well, and I'd like to maybe get a chance to you following me doing crowd work and put it up on my TikTok. Too right, mate. Um, speaking about my TikTok, I filmed a wee video um last night let's talk about this <laughs> <laughs> so basically there's a, a woman sitting and she smears peanut butter over her toe and she puts it in a pond and she's like if you put it over your toe the fish will suck it off the toe and then as my funny video I was like what that's disgusting I identify as a fish <laughs> and it's like 800 people have liked it We've came in the day, had a wee laugh about it. <laughs> and I said something along the lines of, you know, people that joke about having a foot fetish. It's like uh, serial killers that will turn up at the crime scene and like he interviews to the the TV host. Mm-hmm. And you said it's called, actually, I'll just let you take over, mate. You're much better. 
<laughs> Imagine me it's being got, a therapist. <laughs> it's, it's called the shadow. The shadow? Uh-huh. So Which, that's a term? Uh-huh. Like, so, the union... Fuck, mate. <laughs> Do you hear that there? <laughs> that sounded like a drunk da. Aye. Yeah, that fucking union... Uh, the, so the guy's name is Carl Jung, right? J-U-N-G. And it's the union shadow. So you come up with this idea, right? That he was like a pioneer, Carl Jung, and sort of psychology. And he came up with this, which has been spoke about since the Greek fucking, the ancient Greek times and like the Stoics and stuff that we have a thing called the shadow, which follows us about everywhere. And it's basically a way of naming your shame, right? But we put things in the shadow that we don't like about ourselves. So, for instance, right, you get these guys that are like pure right-wing Christian homophobes, and then it comes out they've been shagging rent boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, they're in their shadow. So the way that they do it, right, is is that they'll go pure ham against. They'll you know they'll shame other people. Like, you ever met somebody that has some, say for instance, like, um, they've lost a lot of weight. Yes. So their, their fatness is in their shadow when they are like, oh, have you gained weight? You know, like the pure canny weight to fucking pick on somebody for the thing that they hate about themselves. That's basically the shadow. Yeah. But it can come out in different ways, such as like humour. What you're talking about there, right? And the shadow is Darren's foot fetish is in the shadow. Yeah. So then you use that, you know, you poke fun at that, like pure, that's disgusting. You know what I mean? How fucking, and if you're a fucking, that's disgusting. You're a deviant. And then secretly you're like fucking wanting to feet pics and stuff like that. But you're not doing that. That's not in your shadow. Yeah. Because you're, you're making, you're making a joke about the fact that you talk about these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have been pretty open about it. Like we've Aye, spoke about it in previous uh, episodes and stuff. Toe, toe goblin and yeah, I mean I'm flat out putting a public announcement out saying if somebody wants their toes sucked, I will suck their fucking toes, as long <laughs> as it's not a guy. Have you? <laughs> have you ever went for it? What do you mean? Like, have you ever you ever went for a toe suck mid chagging or something? Aye. <laughs> How did that go? All right. Oh, did they go? Did they you like can kind of judge the situation, right? Okay, as it goes. Do you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. Have I told you why I think when my foot fetish started? No, I'll give you the specific time that it started. There you go. Right, this is a bit weird, man. I probably shouldn't. Uh, this is weird. No, right, fuck it. This is a good shit, mate. Summer holidays, right? We were in high school and we were all Wait, it might be weird depending on whose feet it was. I won't name her. Right, okay, no, but just in case it was your moz. No, right, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> that would get a bit weird. I've heard all that shit, but like that comes for like uh the piss complexes I, and such like nah. nah some no things do, but some no, no, right. Right, so you were on summer holiday, sorry, mate. Summer holidays where we're all sitting in my mate's garden, right? There was maybe ten years, uh mixture of girls, mixture of boys. And you know, it was a roasting hot sunny day. And this is before I kissed, even kissed somebody. I was still a VL, right? Right. I can't believe I used the term VL. <laughs> but um, we were all like sunbathing and stuff. But we were, it was only me and this girl in the garden. Everybody else was in the house at this point. Um, My pal had a loft 
and she used to mench over the loft. Right. Inside the loft, it was uh-huh. like a wee gang hut. Right. So I they were on this gang hut, all writing menches, and me and this girl were in this garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, I can't remember what we were talking, but basically she was like, can you rub sunscreen over my legs? So she put her legs <laughs> over me, and I'm like rubbing cream over her, uh-huh. over her. And we were like friendly with each other, like mates, but we were never like... There was no sexual tension or anything. Right, okay. So, and you've got to remember, like, I, I didn't even know what terminology of certain things were. Like, see, when I was young, I don't even think I knew what the word blowjob meant. Like, I was so young and naive. Right, okay. So, as I'm, like, putting uh, cream over her, she said something along the lines of, can you put the, put it over my feet? And I was like, ah, right, all right. And then she, she said, she was like, ah, how about sucking my toe or can you suck my toes? And I remember f- it fucking made, it stopped me. Like, <laughs> like, see, I was going a million miles per hour mm-hmm. and then she said that and I was just like, what? And she was like, ah, can you suck my toes? And I, the first thing I thought was like, she's bold as fuck to be like so open and to not give a fuck. And to just ask that. Uh-huh. The only thing that made me go no was because she must have been wearing some type of shoe and she had uh, cuts. She had a couple of cuts like over her. Right. She'd been wearing like a flip flop and like the I, plastics like cut her feet or something. Right. So she had actual, it was like scabs or marks or something. Oh. And I was like, nah. Right. Like, I'm no. But did that spark your interest? In I it? think that probably sparked it. Right. So, it, and I, I, I was just like totally taken back. So I think that was the moment that probably planted a seed. And I. It's grew and a tree. I Dardo Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> His foot fetish is, I mean, he's. He's took that too far, man. I mean, that's how- too far. Even for me, I'm like, aye, that's too far, mate. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It's just a flat-out soft porn foot fetish. Aye. He actually gives people a foot fetish a weird, a, a bad rap. name. Aye, aye, mate, he's a weird robot, man. Aye. He's a genius. Aye. So that's where, do you think that's weird? What, what, what part of it? Me- Having a foot fetish, no. Yeah. Having that be the thing that sparked it? No. Like, yeah. I think it's weird that somebody would be like, here, do you want to stick my scabby fit in your mouth? Like, you'd be like, at least, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Aye, that, that was weird. That's weird. Aye. She was weird. You were yeah. weird. I'm kidding. But so, you can't help. You can't, you can't help with turns you on, mate. Like, that yeah. shit happens. Like, it's not like when you're grown up like that, you make like a conscious choice. Yeah. Like, do you know what I think? This is, well, you've just told a vulnerable sort of thing. I opened myself up to you. Uh-huh. I'll do the same. <laughs> Thank you. What happened to pubic hair? I like, know. see, when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with pubic hair. I was, I always thought, like, oh, I want a woman with like a big hairy bush. Where did that go? I Where know. the fuck has that went? Is that porn? Do you think that's took that robbed us of that fucking? But I remember what sparked that. Why you liked it? I remember exactly why what sparked. I was, I'd like a sort of, I was getting after this lassie. See, like, you know, you don't, you're not going out with them. You're not too young for that. And um, 
we went to the swimming and she had hairy arms. But this was only in retrospect where I was sort of like, fucking hell, man. And somebody, and I said to somebody, no, like, I will look at her arms. And I was like, all right, is that the way that you can tell? But she did, like, we were, we were getting off each other. She came for a different scheme. We met at Tokro Swimming, started getting off each other. It was like one of the summer holidays where you were going to the swimming, like, every day. It was like 25p to get into the fucking swimming or something like that. You know what I mean? It was so cheap. So you were going every day, meeting up with every day. And she was sitting at the side of the pool. And she must have had like a wedgie and she pulled like her, her swimsuit out and she had Bushman. And I was like, pure, whoa, like same sort of thing that you're, you're talking about. It was like, there was all the noise, like, you and it just smell colours. It just, <laughs> it just went, boo. Like my mind just went, see if they'd had like one of the wee caps where they could see the brain activity. My brain would have just went like a fucking Christmas tree, I think, man. I was like, pure. <laughs> What was what was that? I don't even think I had as many pubes at the time. Wow. I was like pure, whoa, man. That was like full on bush. Yeah. And see for there until maybe about like 21, I was always pure into bush. Yeah. And then it's just, I, I think it's porn. I think it's the conditioning. It's just went away. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind about like, but I think the majority of men and, and me included, I prefer shaving. But I think that's got to do with porn you know i think I mean? porn has got a lot to do because when i was just my natural like 14 year old self i was like pure anti pubic hair man right? Aye. but then my mate like i said i remember saying to my mate fucking such and such man she's pure like heavy amounts of pubes and he was like look at her arms Aye. and then the next time i was there i looked at her arms and she had hairy arms and i was like right so that's how you can Aye. fucking pure tell robin williams man so i was getting about fucking the early stages of nightclubbing <laughs> try to see arms like that should get hairy arms <laughs> <laughs> that's your shadow <laughs> that's my shadow now I shave myself for the neck down mate I've got neck down alopecia I'm kidding I'm joking <laughs> do you actually shave no. your body no do I fuck shave your buzz I trim my pubes yeah I keep I keep it tidy but I don't shave it yeah I think that'd be weird yeah because I've got a hairy back and yeah. a hairy chest so I, and I've got a beard so I've got hair and I've got a full head of hair. So I've got hair for like the crown of my head all the way down to like my belly. And then it would just be bald boss yeah. <laughs> and then pure hairy legs. Aye. I think that would look weird. I'm like once a year I shave my entire body. Like You shave your entire body? And shave, shave my entire body. I remember see when I went and did the barber course at Metropolitan College uh -huh. and they make you shave with an open razor. Uh -huh. I shaved my entire body with an open razor once. Did not cut myself once, by the way. Every, like, my fingers, my toes, my arse, everything, man. Your arse? Yep. I mean, as far as I, anywhere that I could reach with the blade, I shaved. Okay. Maybe there's some, <laughs> like, trauma there attached to that, but I, like, obviously I'm not seeing anybody, I'm not dating anybody, so I'm not shaving my sh myself. Didn't, you didn't shave your eyebrows, did you? No, I love no. my eyebrows, man. Do you? Yeah. Do you like a big meaty set of eyebrows like pure Gallagher brothers slugs I, here I, I think I often get people asking me do I dye my eyebrows and all that like I think I, I've got groucho eyebrows I like them right very defined I get them threaded uh, uh, what do you? Oh, fuck I. maybe not as much recently but I treat myself mate uh. I remember seeing, seeing when Britney shaved her hair off. I was mm -hmm. like, I get that. I get why she done that. I can't verbally tell you why, but I understand. 
-hmm. and sometimes i've found myself standing in a bathtub shaving my body and thinking about britney spears (laughs) 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 tag britney in that (laughs) team britney fucking right man poor woman so what else has been happening so that's the shadow Hi, the shadow. I've just told every cunt I'm into sucking toes. It's not the end of the world, is it? Nah. Uh, what else? I feel like we've spoke about... How long have we done, actually? Half an hour, man. Half an hour, right. Flowing. I feel like... I wasn't going to talk about this because we often slag mental health podcasts. No genuine ones. Uh, the ones that are doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've spoke about brothers in arms. We've spoke about the Samaritans. We've always gave information for mental health charities. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would be lying to myself. I know it is very personal, but I think I would be lying to the punters if I to- didn't tell them that I started therapy today. Congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. And I don't want to get too personal, but I feel like me saying that might help someone. 100%, mate. And helping myself Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you know my journey. Like, obviously, there's been stages of, like, massive weight loss and getting really fit. And veganism, obviously, Peru, six and a half years sober. When I had the opportunity to start therapy again... I was like, I felt like I was starting over and there was a lot of shame attached to it and a wee bit of embarrassment. But then I listened to like Bobby Lee's podcast, all these amazing podcasts and every single one of them have always got like a mental health charity at the start. Uh Better help. Better help. Uh That's it. So I'm like, fuck it. Do you know what? It's a tool that I use along with sobriety that, I've been lucky enough that I've been offered it and I'm going to take it. 100% mate. Grab it with both hands. Why do we, because this is something that's, this is not unique to this country, but in America, like you're saying, these guys like Bobby Lee in general, they've got married a, a culture where they go to therapy. It's no, it's like, P, like we've got the pure PT culture here, right? And they'll have that earlier as well, but it's like, just the average person that you meet, they're just like, oh, I've got a PT. They'd be like, I've got a therapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? The shrink sort yeah. of idea, which is not great because that the shrink comes for head shrinking. That's where that term comes for. What is head shrinking? Like a head shrinker. You never like seen like the wee heats. Oh, right, okay. That was like the medicine men that did that. And so that's where the shrink comes for. Oh. Like shrinking your shrinking your brain. And, I did not know that. Um, but they've got a culture where they're open. Like, why do you think, well, and I suppose it's, why Why is there shame associated with, with you going to therapy? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, in, internally, there was a feeling of wee bit of discomfort. I think it's because people know that I did so well. And then, you know, you're documenting your amazing journey on Instagram, which is probably negative. And then you fail again. And you're like, I don't want to tell people. And, but I'm aware of it. I know that it's wrong. <clears throat> and I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm, t- I'm accepting this. Plus, we've been doing the podcast. This is 34 episodes now. 
and I'm aware that some of my, because I know that you're a therapist. We've, I'd like to think that we've went from, I mean, it will always be professional as well, but mm -hmm. we went from professional to, to friendship. Mm -hmm. So if I started therapy with you, with you, I think it would not work. Nah. Because we're pals. 100% aye. So I actually completely lost my train of thought there. But we're asking about like the sort of shame. Aye. So I was like, I don't know what I think that I'm starting. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Over again and this and that, but what I was saying is I've been... I've been doing this for 34 episodes and I'm, I'm aware that things that I'll bring up all the time, like stress, abusing food, mm -hmm. I'm like, right, I'm not changing this. It's not changing. And I keep talking about it. I might be talking about it for a laugh as well. It's always funny. I know it's funny, but I'm not really doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So it's time to, to do something about that. Aye, man. That's good. You, you're doing face-to-face, -face, Zoom calls, what's the... Over Zoom, uh, which was quite funny, by the way. Uh, I've not used Zoom in a long time, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen this photo that I put up a couple of years ago. I'll tweet it now and again. Basically, when I was younger, at the height of my depression, when I went to the dentist, I got a fucking tooth removed, right? Mm -hmm. So I was out my tits on antidepressants. My face was swollen and I was depressed as fuck. For some stupid reason, I don't know why I did it. I bought a melon, right? And I drew a happy face on it. And I don't know why I had my top off, but my hoodie was zipped in and I just stood with a melon. My face was all fucking mangled. My mm -hmm. face is tripping us as well. So that was my, my <laughs> Zoom your, your, your Zoom profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> the therapist is like, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, oops. First of all, that. let's talk about that profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> How did that come about? But no, like, good on you, mate, because I would say... I've been a therapist now for three years and I would say that 80% of the clientele are female. Yeah. And um, might be careful here with, with uh, confidentiality, but some of the guys come uh, and they're just like a fucking brick wall. You're not getting through it. You know what I mean? Like something that comes to mind is like somebody, say, a theoretical person's like an, an addict and you're sort of like, I remember this one guy, and this isn't breaking confidentiality, and he, he came to me for addiction, and I was sort of explaining to him that 
you know, addictions or you're running away for something, what you're running away for, and it was just like nothing. And I'm like, what was life like growing up? Fine. You know what I mean? And they were just like, I just want you to tell me how to beat addiction. I don't want to talk to you about my family. Yeah. And it was just like, there's a doormat. I can't, you can't work with that. Like, people need to come in. So here would be my advice to you. Go into therapy with a total open mind. Yeah. Just talk. Just express yourself. Let the therapist sort of guide it in a way like, oh, well, I've picked up on this. Why don't we talk about that? Just do it. Don't yeah. be like, no, I don't want to talk about that. Because it's ultimately like... The, everything that, the way that we behave see if you're unconscious right i'm quite a conscious person such as i think about what i do what i say like i'm aware like some like i'm aware of what i'm doing some people only like that so that guy for instance he's an addict he thinks oh it's just the the fags that wasn't what he was coming me for but it's just the cigarettes i just need to kick the cigarettes and then you're like but why are you doing it where does it came from? Where does it develop? What triggers it? And they're just like, I don't want, don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want you to tell me how to kick, kick these. And it's sort of like, until you understand the reasons why you won't be able to do it, that's my experience. You need to go into it a wee bit deeper yeah. and understand what are the things that you're, why are you addicted to something? Addiction's a symptom. It's no problem. That's the way that we're taught to treat it. Like the addiction is a symptom of something deeper that's going on yeah. that the person's trying to escape. What are they trying to escape? Talk to them about that. Then you can start to go into, right, here's the reasons why. Now we deal with the actual physical addiction and you need to, like, kick it. You know, you need, like, 90 days, whatever. You want to set some small goals. But some guys are just like, nah, man, don't don't even want to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, and I've had a couple of men that come and they're looking for, like, pure pseudo-spirituality. Yeah. You know, they're like... I don't want, no, I don't want to blame my parents. I want to, you know, go into this sort of weird cycle of like self, perpetual self-help. I want a book. I want a podcast. I want a YouTube video that's going to explain me to me. And you're just like, well, you can explain you to me and I'll help you deconstruct it. That's what's going to be required. But they just don't want to open up. Yeah. And it's so sad to see. And then you get women, they come in and they just pour it out. They're just like, yep, there we go. Here's everything. Aye. And they're like, that's that's kind of what you need to do to get the most out of it. Yeah. It's, it's, aye, women are so much better. Even the fact that, I don't know, it's like, it's weird because like through sobriety and through Peru, it's gave us this, uh, it's weird doing that. So say, say for instance, I comfort eat, right, when I'm stressed. I'm not hungry. I'm just binging on junk food because I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Like somebody would smoke a fag or take a line. I do that with junk food. Mm-hmm. As I'm doing it, I'm I'm having this wee voice in my head saying, you shouldn't be doing that. That's no good for you. Why are you doing this? I know that this is a coping mechanism through a stressful time. I'm still doing it though. But the thing is, that wee voice was no there a couple of years ago. Aye. So a couple of years ago, you're just unconsciously behaving. Yeah. You're just doing shit and you, but then you become conscious. You're like, oh fuck, this isn't good. Yeah. But then when that voice comes in, that's the start of it. That's where it begins because now you're going to, you're going to go backwards and forwards and you're going to have like wee internal fights with yourself between that voice, which I would say to somebody when we're in session, look, 
that is your higher self. That's the person that's ultimately like screaming at you, fucking stop doing this. Like, why are you doing this? And, and you're just sort of like fucking shut up and just, you know, just eating the food. Yeah. It's about try to get that voice to be, you're almost like becoming the decision maker. You want that sort of higher voice to become the one that's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And if you do find yourself in the middle of doing it, can have the power to go, I'm going to stop. Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest thing. Mate, see if you're halfway through doing something that you're addicted to mm-hmm. and you can start being like, I'm going to stop mid-dayin' it. You, you've almost like won the war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's a lot of information to take in. I appreciate you saying that. Um, but I will get back to the sort of point. Men, mate, yeah. we don't, like you're saying, there's the, the shame. I think we don't like to ask for help. We want to just do it ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're just pure, just go to just like my dad or older people I'm sure you'll die you just got to go on with it ah right. uh, fucking you're a fucking wimp like you've got to just go on with it we go on with it and it's like you don't you absolutely no. don't know in this fucking day and age man I, I'm not an expert I know that you're better than me right but see when you keep it in and you don't speak about this then that's how it comes out through other things like weight gain weight loss bad skin hair loss Anything spots, like, that's what happens. It's the consequences of no dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bad sleeping pattern, you know. Terrible relationships. Yeah. Comes out, like, hating your work. It comes out in mad ways, mate. It comes yeah. out in strange ways as well. Physical, mental, like, metaphysical. Like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, people just don't know what's happening to them. And, then they find out that they've just been bottling everything up and no letting it out, no expressing yeah. themselves. Maybe through being told naughty, you know, don't fucking tell people that, yeah, we'll do, or whatever like that. Yeah. Like all that type of chat that people fucking take on board. But personally, for me, when I went to therapy in 2015, it changed my, my life, mate. It was life-changing for me. I only had 10 sessions of fucking therapy, and oh. it changed my life. Yeah. And that was what inspired me to become a therapist was because it just changed everything for me i was like fuck right so i'm not just a fucking you know i was wondering about just pure i think like a lot of everybody else just being like what the fuck is going on here like this is just how do you figure this out like mm-hmm. why the fuck do i do these things for one um and why like why, one of my big issues was i used to just get raging yeah I used to just get raging at nothing and then it would, I would, I would have these mad outbursts, like punching walls, heat on doors. And <laughs> I want to say, mate, and then you, you're just like, why is that? And then yeah. you, you ask a psychologist, like, why am I, why? And the, and the, they would explain exactly what you just said there. You're like, I'm not an expert, but you know something, mate, because that's it. Or like, you're not telling people what's going on inside. You don't trust anybody. You've got this, so you feel lonely and you don't feel blah, blah, blah. You go into, there's a, you basically, you're opening a can of worms with it, aren't you? Yeah. But you need to open it. Do you know, and I, I do know that, and I'm looking forward to to doing it. I'm like, I'm Good. 35 years old. I've, anytime I've seen a problem in my life, I like to feel like I've, I've, I've went towards trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I've just had a wee bump in my life that I'm like, no, this is the new, I've been through the sobriety thing. And this is probably the reason why I did drink. So I'm getting into the real shit. Well, no, the real shit. I don't want to piss on sobriety, but you know what I mean. I've done the basics. Now it's time to go into the deep. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. 
So that's why I was saying that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you've heard about Brothers in Arms or, um, you know, Samaritans, Samaritans, then get in touch with them. Because if I can talk about it and Paul can talk about it, I've just said I do therapy. Paul says he's done therapy. Get in about it. No, the cold water therapy though. Fuck that. <laughs> See if this in six weeks' time, after my therapy's finished, and this turns into a cold water therapy podcast, and the two years are up in the camp season. No, I knew we slagged it, not but trust, just trust it, man. You need to do it, mate. See what you're talking about there, like sobriety, exercise, um, cold water, heat. All these things. Why are we going to these mad weird lengths to try and fix our minds? Yes. Like it it's your thoughts, mate. This is what it comes down to. This is what people I think sometimes people don't like to hear this, right? Every piece of human suffering exists in the mind of the person that's doing it to themselves. And that is the truth here. Scientifically proven. It is your thoughts that cause your emotions. So if you don't feel comfortable in your life and you are getting up at 5am meditating for half an hour journaling for half an hour cold water for 20 minutes going to the gym for two hours controlling your diet within an inch of a fucking calorie blah 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 you're dysfunctional like you're not functioning you're getting no balance in your life that's where people go they go to this like extreme this is going to fix me when it's your fucking mind it is how you're thinking yeah and there's so but this seems to be the mountain that people need to climb because telling, talking to somebody, opening up and telling people what you're ashamed of, what you don't like in your life, it, people just don't want to do it, mate. And that's yeah. that's these people that are sitting in bathtubs with ice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, that's great. And there is science behind what you're doing, but it's not going to fix your fucking head. Yeah. And that that is basically what you're explaining there. Like, you can be sober, it's good for you, but it's not going to fix your mental health. Yeah. Because there's something that the addiction or the whatever it is, is a symptom of something that's lying deeper. And you can go into it and you can do that. Yeah. You know? Um, aye. I love you. I love you too, mate. Thank you. But no, mate, honestly... Congratulations, man. No, thank uh, you, mate. I hope it goes well, man. Do you know, I'm actually excited. I never thought I'd be happy about starting therapy. It's also made me realise that I've missed stuff as well. I miss high-intensity exercise. It's made me realise that I miss jogging. I also miss boxing training and pad work. So it's going to make me pull the finger out and get back into that because I enjoy it, mm-hmm. not because I feel like... I'm fat or I'm skinny or whatever because I don't give a fuck about that. I just want to feel better. Mm-hmm. I'll always have a big cock no matter how fat or how skinny. <laughs> Tripod. <laughs> tripod no matter what, man. Tripod for life. <laughs> Try, team, <laughs> team Tripod. I'll tell you a night, well, I don't know if it's a nice story. Um, I got an Uber in here today and I was talking to the driver, right? And it was just generic chat and he kind of stopped midway. I'd, I'd mm. like to feel that I've done this as a wee bit of karma, or maybe I'm just full blown mentally fucking ill. He's, I done, he was like, ah, mate, have you ever watched a show called Scott Squad? And I started laughing and I was like, ah, sometimes. And he's like, ah, are you Bobby? I said, yes, I'm Bobby. 
So <laughs> he was like, how do you come up with your stuff and all that? And I said, well, what's the most mental thing that's ever happened to you in a taxi? <laughs> and he said, he's like, I, I bought, I, I picked up a guy one night. He was out his fucking nut on blues and he put out a gun. He never pulled out a gun to point at the taxi driver. He just pulled it out. And the taxi driver was just like, right, fuck it. Remain professional. Be professional here. Mm-hmm. And he said it was near Ibrox, right? So he said there was a lot of police cars flying about. And then he realized that uh, the police cars were following the taxi. And the taxi driver was like, ah, I hope it's, I hope they are no for you. And the guy was like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Pulled air. Four jeeps, riot van, couple of police man. Pulled the cunt out the taxi, like right? Collateral. Aye. So the chief of police was there, right? And no fact, I don't know if the chief of police was there. I don't know. But the woman police officer was taking a statement off the guy. Mm-hmm. And you know what the guy said? He's like, ah, he still owes me £5.50. <laughs> and the police started laughing and the police done that to him. You're lucky that you've not been fucking shot. Shot, aye. So he was like, aye, I went into shock and I, I couldn't work for a couple of days. And I had to just, I actually ended up finishing my shift that night. But he's like, I couldn't believe that that was the first thing that I thought was he owes me £5.50. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <laughs> did you get your £5.50? And he's like, ah, no, the cunt never gave me my £5.50. Fuck's sake. So I thought. I got out the taxi, I get dropped off at the front door and it comes up in the Uber, uh, rate and review. So uh-huh. I gave him a five-star review and I left him a £5.50 tip. Fucking super, mate. So I hope he... Enjoys he, it. I hope he clocks it. That's brilliant, mate. So Imagine that, man. Imagine, that's the thing with taxis, mate. I, you're literally, like, you're, you're risking your life. Mate, my, my brother-in-law was a taxi driver. He gave it up. He now works uh, in what, parks, like driving buses. Loves it. Yeah. Fucking loves it. Um, but uh, one time, he was Glasgow private hire at one point in time. He picked a guy up in Brighton. They did like three or four stops and he's like, fuck, man, I'm on, a, I'm on a drug run. You know what I mean? But whatever. Like, he's like, ah, fuck it. Just kept, kept going around with the guy. And then at the end of the... Uh, the journey, the guy pulled a knife out and put a knife to his throat. He was like, I'm not paying the fare, whatever it was, 35 quid or whatever. You're literally taking your fucking life what into your hands, man. man. Driving a fucking taxi. I think that's why Uber's good. Yes. Because at least you need a PayPal account. Yep. And, a, and like a working smartphone to be able to get a taxi. And you see faces and you get pictures and all that. It's so safe. It's, I remember when Uber first came out, I was like, that's a lot of shit. I, I don't get anything else but Ubers now. I'm the same, mate. I, I was the opposite. Um, I had the guy, so I think Uber's franchised. Mm-hmm. So they'll get people to set up an office in the country and then they pay Uber whatever. 30% everything that they make and obviously they'll be making good money Uber will be making good money but the guy that initially did the investment and Uber back when they were doing their test drivers came into the mobile phone shop that I worked in and he was like I'm looking for like 10 mobile phones and I was like you need to go through business mate you can't like there's a thing called box breaking where in parts of places like Africa like a 9.99 Nokia mobile phone you go there you can sell it for like 50-60 quid wow. so they'll go in here 
Scottish people, that's no they, you know, not being racist or anything, like <laughs> Scottish people that they go about in gangs yeah. and they'll buy as many of these cheap mobile phones as they can get for like Argos, Carphone, Warehouse, Virgin, O2, whatever, um, EE, and then they send them to Africa and they get broke, unlocked, and then sold in the black market over there for like 50, 60 quid and they're like 9 99 here. Uh-huh. So you can't, usually within mobile phone retail, you can only sell maximum of two phones per individual, maybe three they come in with a passport and all that sort of stuff and ID. The guy wanted 10 iPhones and I was like, I can't sell you, you need to go through business and blah, blah, blah. But he said to me like, oh, we're starting a business called Uber. And I was like, what's Uber? And he was like, Google it, mate. He was like, they've took over New York, Paris, London. And I was like, all right. And he's like, we're coming to Glasgow. And I literally text my brother-in-law and was like, you should join Uber. And he was like, how come? And I was like, they've literally just annihilated every taxi business in New York. It will happen here too. Yeah. And he was like, nah, won't happen here. Guess what? There's Wait. one taxi company left, Glasgow Taxis. Yeah. And they use Uber's fucking app wow, pretty man. much. And they, pl- they pay Uber fucking license fee to use the app. And they're the only ones left. And the rest of them are all Uber. Um, but That's I, crazy. See, when technology comes in like that, mate, I have got to the point now where I just submit and go, that's going to take care. Yeah. See, if it's a technological thing, it's going to work. People will fucking go for it because it's convenient. It's like COVID, wasn't it? See, when COVID uh, was in France or something, it would never come here. Yeah, like, I wait. The exact same. Here it comes. <laughs> but um, Uber, I mean, it's so good, mate. See, when you remember back to the days where you'd been a gaff, this was my bugbear. You'd been a gaff, Sunday morning, five o'clock, Hanging out your nut, it's time to get home. You fucking phone Glasgow Private Hire. Taxi's on the way, stunning outside for an hour, phone them back. The driver said he was there. Well, I I've been know. fucking stunning outside for an hour, so the cunt's just in, ah, oh, well, uh, we'll send you another taxi, another hour, wait, or whatever, see with that. You can track it, but it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know how much it's going to be up front. They can't take the fucking piss at you, yeah. even though they do take the fucking piss at you and surcharges and stuff like that, but... Uh, the convenience Uber, mate, I wouldn't use anything else. I am the same, man. I've had a couple of black taxi drivers be cheeky to me. Uh, no actual black taxi drivers, like the black cabs. I'm no racist. This is no... Edit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to edit that out. <laughs> How long have we done? Uh, you were saying that they've been cheeky to you, but for because you use Uber? No, just like, you know, taking the long way... Uh, taking 40 minutes to come up and you phone them, you're not really getting an answer. Uber, you just book it, they're there in 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. Fuck it. Aye, mate, so convenient, man. And so plus, good. remember, I know, like, boundary charges and if it's 18 quid, you give them 20 quid and they're like, oh, we've no get change. Like, aye, so you don't. How much do you, let's tell you, this will be funny. Um, Let's look at how much it would cost us to get an Uber to London. Aye, I'm right. up for that. I'm going to do it. Where to? Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> an Uber to Westminster? Westminster, London. 533 quid. Yeah, that's not that bad. Mate, that is not that bad. A fucking train to London is like... 200 quid. Aye, so if you get, aye, you get, what, four people in an Uber? Aye. 130-odd quid each. It would be here in five minutes and it would take us to London. Um, 
What would the arrival time be? Yeah, that's a fucking <laughs> good idea, by the way. Four ways. Stick a rubber. I got a taxi once for Leeds to Glasgow. How much did that scare No, you? talk shite. I got a taxi for London to Leeds during the Icelandic... Remember the Icelandic volcano fucking eruption? The mad Aye. ash cloud? We get grounded. Uh, we were flying back for Faro and we had a car parked in Leeds and we get grounded at um, Heathrow. And I just went out straight into a taxi. It was uh, 450 quid. <sighs> Claimed it back. If you're desperate, you need to do it though. But there was no trains, there was no hotels. Everything had been grounded in London. Um, I just went straight up to a taxi. It meant much to take us to Leeds. And he was pure 500 quid. Like, I'll give 450. He was like, right, go for it. Let's go for it. Guy probably made a week's wages in one night. Wow. Genius. It's crazy, man. What was this biscuit chat i seen on Twitter? Biscuit chat. Can I just ask how long we've done? We're at the hour. An hour, right? Biscuit chat. Um, somebody asked me to ask you what your favourite biscuit was, but there was, I don't really. I think she was talking about. Basically, they were talking about the Queen taking a twelve million bill from the taxpayer, and you know all this independent stuff. And I quote tweeted the tweet saying, but Nicola Sturgeon ate a biscuit once, so she's worse. Worse is just a wee sarcastic kind of dig, you know, because like the Queen has got a nonce as a son. Right. But if Nicola Sturgeon pulls her mask down for 10 seconds, she's a fucking horror. Right. So a Mad Rangers fan was like, uh, away, away and have a wank to a Daft Punk video. I seen that. And then I said, why don't we wank together? A fair offer. <laughs> Did he take you up on that? No, he just completely ignored me. All oh, right, okay. But what is your favourite biscuit? That is a long way for a shortcut there for me, wasn't it? Uh, um, a tea cake. Is a tea cake a biscuit? Is that a cake? Oh, there's biscuit in it. Is it biscuit? Oh, there is biscuit in a tea cake, isn't there? Jaffa cake's definitely a fucking cake. Yeah, plus it's shite. Really? I don't oh, like a Jaffa oh, cake. Oh, love a Jaffa cake. I mean, will I eat a full box? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Only when you're stressed out, but mate. <laughs> um, a tea cake. Right. Tea cake and what's the other Scottish ones? Uh, Turnips caramel wafer. I like that. I love a Turnips caramel wafer. This is the only time where I am a staunch British colonial bastard <laughs> because my favourite biscuit's the Empire biscuit. Aye. And I love an Empire biscuit, mate. Aye. See McGee's, they do like a giant empire biscuit. It's not even giant. It's only about fucking six inches across. Yeah. That, that is giant, actually. Thanks. I've got a giant cock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's the ultimate, man. See the balance between the biscuit, the jam, and like the icing on the top. An empire biscuit. That's my favorite biscuit. An empire biscuit. I'm mm -hmm. a fan as well. When I was growing up, though, we were definitely like the poorhouse man. It was the fucking custard creams. Uh, what was the other one? Mum used to get rich tea. Very retro now, I feel. Like it was the poor man's biscuit, but I feel like people are like, no, that's all right. That's all right now. Aye. Because it's retro. Aye. Do you remember when Quicksave opened? And they Aye. were then like 5p packets of like <laughs> packets of um, custard creams and like 7p tins of beans and stuff like that. Uh, I remember like Hunters are like, remembering back and thinking about like we guys that would go out to quick we'd a quick save across the road for the school they would go out and buy like for their lunch what a packet of custard creams and being like 
fucking greedy bastards and then thinking maybe they were just starving and yeah. they, they had 5p and they could get a 5p pack of fucking I mean per calorie that's got to be up there man it must be a hundred odd calories a biscuit uh-huh and, and so you get 10 yeah right it's a thousand calories for 5p empty calories as well or pish I remember one of my mates used to genuinely eat full breakfasts in a tin. Uh, There was more at Safeway. He used to buy a full cooked breakfast that was in a tin. English breakfast. And it looked like it came out of fucking Doug's ass, man. It was worse than a Frey Bentis, actually. And he used to eat them, sometimes cold for the tin, mate. Oh. Disgusting. There was also like a turkey dinner or something he got for a tin. He used to eat hunters of shit like that. A, tu- a turkey dinner and Aye, a tin. Turkey, totties, carrots. And he used to appear like, no, honestly, it's fucking good, man. Try it. Like, pure swear <laughs> by it. I suppose it's the same cunts. See, when you say Frey Bentis is a lot of shit, I know we've spoken about this before. Uh-huh. People get offended by that. No, it's no. It's get your meat, it's get your gravy, <laughs> and shut the fuck up. Perfectly balanced meal. Aye. Like, it's get carbs, get fats. <laughs> Everything you need, it's only £2.80. <laughs> How the fuck... Right, so I've never seen the breakfast in a tin. Is it like... Is it covered in like sort of jelly or something? Like There's preservatives? A, a weird gravy jelly over it. Do you know, and see, in all honesty, I've actually no seen a tin in a while. Maybe they've stopped doing it, but I've no seen one in Asda or Morrison's in a long, long time. But I remember it in Safeway and Quicksave and stuff. It's a full English breakfast, like link sausages. Fuck, what else was in it? A hash brown. There'll be an egg. Egg. A bit of bacon. Aye. Some beans in it. Beans. Fucking yep. hell, man. Yep. I'll need to try and see if I can find one of these, man. Aye, so. Full they... breakfast in a tin. In a tin, mate. Wow. That's pretty rancid, isn't it? Mm. I'd rather just skip a meal, to be honest. I've not even went through my fucking notes, mate. That's us done an hour anyway. Aye, mate. I mean, we don't want to go any longer. Uh, we know people that are working and stuff, so... But, what? I mean... Aye, I've kind of covered covered all the topics. I've got Primal Scream on Saturday, so we can talk about that in the next podcast. Where's that? Kelvin Grove Band? No, it's in the south side, isn't it? Is it? Queen's Park. Right, that'll be good. Going with a sober friend, so that'll be quite a strange. Any good support acts? Can't remember. No, they're they're fucking brilliant, mate. I love Prime Scream. They're good, aren't they? I'm seeing you tomorrow anyway. What for? We've got a wee meeting, aren't we? So we do. And to get the Ekkies off you for Primal Scream. Hey, right, put them up the ass. Still sober. <laughs> I didn't swallow them. Doesn't he count when it's up the ass? <laughs> if that was the case. No, in fact, I'm never going to finish that sentence. Right, so yes, we've covered all angles. I've covered all topics. Um, We're going to wrap it up. Is that all right? Absolutely, mate. Yes. Okay, right. So before I go, I just want to thank Mr. Junk for sponsoring the podcast. As I said, all the details are in the link and on the screen. So if you need help, phone Mr. Junk. Paul's away on holiday. So I will announce the next time that I'm doing a podcast. Don't worry about it. Follow me on Twitter for Facebook for all that stuff. And the next time that I'm doing a good show, 
of stand-up comedy will be at the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on Sunday the 24th of July. Paul will be there, he will be filming as well, so you're more than welcome to come. Um, I felt like that was a really nice episode. So did I, mate. I got a lot of shit off my chest. Good. And, hi. I love you. I love you as well. With all my heart and my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.